Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic today. Is June 12th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Today, a little bit more of a subdued episode of the podcast as we're going to turn our attention to something a little bit more important than basketball. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with a recap of Game five, game 5 of the NBA Finals, and we'll talk more about the Magic and, and, and their preparations for the NBA Draft. But today is a day of remembrance. Today is a day to reflect back on a difficult day and a difficult and and a difficult but yet uplifting year in the history of the city of Orlando and for Orange County and really for the entire United States. Uh, June twelfth or June eleventh, uh, the night of June eleventh, two thousand sixteen, uh, started out like any other night. You know, I I like many other people went to went to the Orlando Predators game. I was covering it for my website Orlando Sports Daily at the time, and it seemed like a normal evening. By all accounts, it was a normal evening. For for forty nine people, though, it was it turned out not to be a normal evening for forty for, and for for countless others actually. For those that went to Pulse nightclub on the night of June eleventh, two thousand sixteen, it was. A night that changed everything for everyone. It changed everything for everyone in the city, even if they didn't even know anyone who who was there that evening. And certainly it changed everything for those who were there that evening. As everyone knows, at around 2 a.m. on June June 12th, the morning of June 12th, 2016, a gunman opened fire at the Pulse nightclub, a a well-known and established... Uh, and popular gay nightclub just outside of downtown Orlando. Uh, I, just for my personal story, if if it even matters, I well, I live downtown. Um, I literally pass by the Pulse site once or twice a month, if if not more. Um, especially with all the construction going on downtown, I often exit I four at, at Cayley. And and turn left onto Orange Avenue, right at where Pulse is sitting. Um, I remember in high school, going to the Wendy's that was across the street, and it was just there. It's all. It's always. It's always. Always community. Even if you didn't exactly know what it was, or, or you know, or anything about it, it, it was. It was always there, and it's always been there for uh, for a community that has sometimes been ostracized, and. What happened that night was a hate crime on on numerous levels. It was an attack, if it was, if it can be called an attack, if it can be called an attack, because senseless acts of violence are are nonsensical. There is no purpose to them. An attack, and, and to me, the word attack uh, 
signify some purpose. There was no purpose to to the to the death that happened and 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 the injury and the harm and the pain that happened that night at Pulse. But I remember sitting in my in my apartment building working um, because I work at night and and work too hard and for too long. I remember sitting and and just hearing the constant stream of police sirens and ambulance sirens and fire department sirens heading toward the danger and toward the tragedy that happened at, at the Pulse nightclub. As I said, it it was very much an assault on everything Orlando stands for, on everything that makes Orlando a growing city and a city that is just absolutely beautiful to live in. I, I did some research on this and Orlando, I mean, and, and you don't even need to do research on this. If you just live in Orlando, you know that Orlando is an extremely welcoming place. And it's always been that way. It's always been open to the LGBT community. As far as as far as I can remember, I'm sure I'm sure there's I mean, and I remember hearing this after after the, the Pulse nightclub attacks around around the time of the election when, when NPR was revisiting the community in Orlando and, and, and there is still hate for this for that community for some reason. I have I have no clue why. But that community but the LGBT community has always had some place in Orlando. Disney held gay days for the first time, or at least, you know, gay days were held at Disney for the first time in 1991, long before the LGBT community was accepted culturally uh, and was deeply kind of embedded in in American culture. I mean, let's let's be real about that. And this, an attacking Pulse was a direct attack on that community because Pulse was a safe, is a safe place or was a safe place for people to be themselves. And that's what I like to imagine Orlando is. You know, maybe that's naive of me, but but I like to imagine Orlando is a place where everyone can be themselves. I mean, I, I again, I did some research on this just to, just to see how embedded the community, that community has been in Orlando. And the reason... Gay Days was so embraced by the LGBT community and is one of the most attended LGBTQ gatherings in the world is because the idea is at least that they get to experience the childhood that is sometimes ripped away from them by having to keep a sec- keep the secret about their identity and who they are. And that's why it resonates. And I think that's still something you have to think about and, and, and take in, especially if you're not part of that community. But I also have to note, you also have to note, and, and, and certainly it should be noted, that it was also Latin night at Pulse Nightclub. And that the assault that happened that evening, the senseless violence that happened that evening, was not just committed against the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community, but also against the Latinx community. And against, you know, a community that that has felt under assault in this country, very openly, especially during this last election. And that may not have been the intent of 
of the murderer. I don't think intent matters because when you're acting with that much disregard for human life, you don't have intent. In my opinion, at least. There is no purpose to that to that thought. But it was an attack on our community. Orlando, as some of you may know, has the second largest Puerto Rican population outside of Puerto Rico in the United States, behind only New York. For a long time, Magic fans, you probably remember when the team acquired Carlos Arroyo, um, it the Magic sold out the next two games. Like, literally, they sold out the next two games because a national hero was in their backyard. Um he got one of the, I mean, Carlos Arroyo is a kind of nondescript player in NBA history and, and was a journeyman throughout journeyman uh, throughout the league. But he got some of the loudest cheers for that season. And Dwight Howard was on the team at that time. Uh, that was the deal. The Magic got him in the deal that got them Darko Milicic. Carlos Arroyo was, was probably the bigger name player to, to many people. And I remember the Magic sold jerseys you know, for a backup point guard in their team stores. The number 30 Carlos Arroyo jersey. And on the side panels was the Puerto Rican flag. They, they were selling Puerto Rican flags at the games. And so this is a city that not only is welcoming and accepting and has a vibrant LGBTQ community, but also has a vibrant Puerto Rican community too that, that, that certainly felt the assault on that day a year ago. But this isn't a podcast to rehash what happened, although I just did. This isn't a podcast to to mourn, although it is. I'm contradicting myself again. This is this is sort of my way to continue the catharsis and and continue the grieving process in some ways, at least for me. And so if you'll, if you'll allow me, and, and, and I already have for nearly 10 minutes now, just to kind of get some things off my mind now, as we sit here a year after the tragedy at, at Pulse Nightclub. If there is one thing that's come out of this, it is that Orlando... It is to me it is that Orlando is not only a growing city but it is a city that has truly found itself found its identity in each other's arms and 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 in supporting each other I've never been more proud of the city than I was going to the vigil at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts on the lawn in front of the Dr. Phillips Center for Performing Arts the Monday after the Pulse nightclub tragedy. There was just so much love from everyone in the community. And even if you weren't there that night, and and most of us weren't, And even if you didn't know someone that was there last night, which plenty of people did, it still felt like you lost a bit of your family. 
There are, there are some things that haunt me about that night. And honestly, what, what haunts me most about that night, and this isn't to get too political, but what honestly haunts me most that night was hearing all those police sirens going off at 2 and 2.30 in the morning and thinking to myself, there was probably a shooting similar to what happened the, 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 the night before at the Plaza Live Theater um, in the Milk District in Orlando, of of Christina Grimmie, the the former the uh, the the singer who was on The Voice, who performed a concert that Friday and was again shot by a lone gunman who had who needed some help, much the same that those forty nine victims were shot by a lone gunman who needed some help and couldn't find any and turned to dark thoughts and turned to violence and you know things just don't make sense and 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 it it haunted me that this is almost a normal part of American life but what comforted me was to see all that love and to see how much Orlando stepped up for everyone else. It's often said that you don't truly understand the character of a person until they go through hardship. And if you listen to my podcast last week, talking about the state of the Magic fan, something so trivial here. But when I, when I talk about that, when I've, when I've talked about where the team is at, and where the city's at, because I do like to talk about this, it is in such a different place. The city is just growing by leaps and bounds. It is becoming a, a truly... I mean, cosmopolitan sounds like it's still way off in the distance, but it's it's truly becoming a cosmopolitan city with a diverse economy, with a diverse and welcoming resident, you know, residents or pop- populace, with different cultures able to to mix and and live and work and be together. That's the Orlando that revealed itself. That's that's the that, that was what Orlando was going to going to become anyway. We didn't need tragedy to tell that about ourselves. But those traits did not shine brighter than they did in the moments after that tragedy, and really in the last year. Think, you know, things that we take for granted that feel so quintessentially Orlando became so painfully obvious. It became embedded deep within us. I, I, I think of the other two big public gatherings to remember and kind of cry with each other 
And they happened to be at the sporting events. At the Orlando City game, uh, it was about a week after. I think it was a, the. I think it was exactly one week after the Pulse tragedy. It might have been two. Just the 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 spontaneous showing of love that day. How the online. It started online. I don't know who started it. But the idea to Rainbow Camping World Stadium. Where each section wore a different color. No one, we didn't, only one section wore purple that day. For Orlando City. But it worked. It came together and it worked. And we all, we were all there for each other. And when... They stopped play in the 49th minute. They, they literally stopped playing the game for a minute. For a, a minute of silence. It was truly powerful. And the signs of love and mourning from, from the, the wall, from the supporter section, felt very real and genuine. It felt as it always had. That something was taken from us. If, if anything was taken from us, it was our innocence. But it wasn't our resolve. In October, now five months, near four months after the after the, the the tragic events, the Magic got their turn to have their public memorial. And in some ways, it felt like. Ripping the scab off a little bit. The pain hadn't fully healed. And, and, and the tribute that they made was emotional and strong too. The banner that hangs up at the Amway Center honoring the 49 will forever be a tribute to the city's resolve to work together and and to welcome everyone, in my opinion. I mean, it shouldn't be lost on anyone that that banner hangs in an arena owned by, you know, or at least with the naming rights or with the team that's owned by a family that that hasn't had a great history with the LGBTQ community. And yet they are a part of us forever. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm rambling here. It's, It's very tough to put this all into words. And it's very tough to, to to put it all together. And say what this event did to us. And did to the city. And, and exactly how to process all those thoughts. Because... You know, 
like I said, it, it, it sometimes feels like this happens too often in this country. That we can brush it off as just another one of these things, the kind of the, the price you pay to be American. But it's so different when it happens to your community and hits you close to home. It's so different. It's one thing to say Boston strong and, and empathize with with everyone in Boston from, from, from that event or from Newtown or from uh, you know, Eagle, Colorado or San Bernardino. It's 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 and the countless others. I'm missing plenty. But when it happens in your town, it literally does feel like some of part of your family's been taken away even if if you even if you didn't know anyone i don't know if there's a lesson from any of this i i don't think there is because the violence that night was senseless but I do know that Orlando showed its true colors. That Orlando rose to the tragedy and met it with with just pure, unadulterated love. It was never about getting revenge on the shooter. It was always about comforting those who had lost someone. And being there for them. And trying to recreate the safe space that they had lost. The safety and security that they had lost. I don't know if they if we've gotten close to that. I don't know if we'll ever go back you know innocence was lost you can't be naive about things anymore but at the same time you can confront hate with love as Orlando did you can continue to find ways as as those people in that nightclub were trying to do and just enjoy every moment. And I think that that's what Orlando has done this last year. On the sports scene, we've hosted the NFL Pro Bowl. We hosted WrestleMania. We've hosted the NCAA Tournament. We built, we opened and built a new soccer stadium that, that is the envy of the United States and is going to be the model that, that future stadiums probably around the world are going to be built. We've done so much in the last year. And... It's all been there for everyone to enjoy. 
the hate and the fear that a lone gunman tried to instill in one senseless night of violence has not divided us. It has strengthened us and shown us our true colors. I am very proud this day, as I am every day, to be a resident and citizen of Orlando, Florida. To me, this is truly a special place. A place that has been the perfect place to grow up. And the perfect place to live. And I'm excited to see it continue, see the city continue to grow and mature and be great. Because I know that it is built on the foundation of what we showed after this tragedy. That it is built on the foundation of loving everyone who steps foot on this this sacred dirt. And that 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 love is infectious, I can tell you. That attitude, that outlook is infectious. And it's going to make Orlando a place everyone wants to be. The city has grown tremendously in my life. I can tell you when I was in high school, not 10 years ago, I would never have imagined living downtown. It just wasn't something, A, wasn't something you did, and B, you wouldn't even go downtown. But I can tell you now, sitting here today, I could never imagine living anywhere else. And it's days like today on this this terrible anniversary that I can say I am damn proud to be a resident of Orlando. And I always, always, always will be. We'll get back to regular episodes of Locked On Magic tomorrow. We'll talk about the NBA Finals. We'll talk about the NBA Draft. Uh, For those that are listening in the Orlando area, there is a public memorial um, at 11 a.m. at Pulse Nightclub. It's on the corner of Cayley and Orange Avenue, if you don't know where it is. Um, I believe it's at 11 a.m. Streets downtown are are, There's a lot of street closures downtown, uh, so Google it if you can. If you don't, if if you're interested in going, there's also a large, a larger public memorial at Lake Eola Park. I believe it is at uh, 7 p.m. Um, again, downtown is going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot of people there. But if you are interested in going, um, that would be a great place to go to uh, to 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 memorialize the uh, vic- the victims uh, and those that we lost. Um, those part of our family that we lost a year ago at Pulse Nightclub. Uh, like I said, we'll be back with normal episodes of Locked On Magic tomorrow. 
for the latest on the Orlando Magic, um, including a, a, a post that I wrote on uh, Orlando a year after Pulse. Um, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Um, I don't want to promote too much, but you can, of course, follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily and follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as on Facebook at Locked On Magic. That's going to do it for me today. I uh, thank you all for indulging me this episode, uh, and I'll see you and I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.